Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. You ever hear that story about the hostage situation when Americans were held in Tehran for 444 days and finally were released? in January of 1981. So they come back, and there's a lot of hoopla around the return. I think there was, I want to say, 52 or 53 American hostages, something like that, maybe 51. And they come back, and there's joy, and there's parades, things like that. And Major League Baseball offered each of them lifetime passes to Major League Baseball. And Bino Cook said... Don't you think they've suffered enough? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Our play-by-play call of the day. And a high fly ball to deep right field. Garcia going back. It is gone! Grand slam, Didi Gregorius! Adorable on a day where no hitters thrown. We had that. Uh, all right. Um, that's okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the John Means no hitter for a moment, which obviously is under the radar. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's my bet on that one. Get the lingerie <laughs> on the deck. Call the janitor. Oh, please. But but listen to what he did yesterday. D.D. Gregorius, I think, has always been a great ad for the Phillies anyway, so. Um, you know he's not a Hall of Famer, but he'll he'll win games for you. So, John Means pitches the first solo effort nine inning no hitter for the Orioles since Jim Palmer in 1969. It's the tenth no hitter in franchise history. Six with Baltimore and four with the St. Louis Browns. Yesterday, he struck out 12. Now, for Means, this was his first ever complete game. His first ever complete game. The only one to reach base yesterday was on a strikeout on a wild pitch. Runner reached. Runner is then promptly thrown out trying to steal second. So in the end, Means faced 27 batters. Do you know how many of the 27 saw a first pitch strike from him yesterday? 26. Wow. You want to talk about on your game? Wow. There's your stat of the day. That's amazing. Amazing. 27 batters he faced total because the the one that reached base on the strikeout wild pitch was then thrown out stealing. So he faced the minimum. 26 of the 27 saw a first pitch strike. 
You want to talk about on your game and having the Mariners playing from behind the entire time? Wow. Great no-hitter yesterday. It's great anytime you throw a no-hitter, but that's a dominating no-hitter. Oh, by the way, D.D. Gregorius also had a grand slam. It's great. I'm just the dopey sports guy. <laughs> By the way, uh, we'll have Pat Frymuth tomorrow. Matt did a great job of setting this up. That's This is Matt's baby. Matt set it up. Steelers offseason practices. Rookie minicamp will be May 14th to the 16th. OTAs the 25th to the 27th. June 1st to June 3rd. June 7th to June 10th. Mandatory minicamp is June 15th to the 17th. That's for the Steelers. The Eagles don't have any of the stuff. They don't need practice. Don't even get me started. What? Because the whole thing is stupid. What's stupid now? Everything is so stupid with you. What's stupid now? They need to be in practice for OTAs. Well, they may be. I'm just saying that that, they didn't announce what they're doing. That's all. No, the players are – the Eagles are one of 22 teams that have said they're not going to OTAs this time because of uh, – I guess they're still concerned about COVID and uh, the safe work environment. Although – which I don't understand because – I mean, I'm not there. So, you know, well, let's keep that in mind. But things got to be better than where they were last year when they had everything virtually – of course they are. <laughs> and you mean, and, and not and, and even if that, you've been in that environment, except for the rookies, but you've been in that environment all last year. So, like, I don't, I don't understand why all of a sudden now they can't go after they went through the whole entire season last year in worse conditions than when they are now. I just don't understand it. And this is going to put Nick Sirianni back even more. I don't know. That's my soap opera. I'm all, you know me. I'm everybody that knows me. Know I'm all about being safe. I'm vaccinated, but you got to go in there and practice. But that's just me. Kind of a bitter guy. <laughs> well, you see, when I know it's not going to be a great season coming up here. And knowing that now it may be worse because they're losing all this offseason time with a first-year head coach. And essentially a redshirt rookie quarterback. Fox, by the way, the Spring League, TSL, their games, I think, they get underway this week. I think tomorrow. In fact, maybe it's tonight. The games are going to air on Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports. The analysts will be Joel Klatt, Brock Heward, Mark Helfrich, Petros Papadakis, and Jordan Palmer. The play-by-play announcers will be Kevin Kugler, Randy Gowden, Alex Faust, and Noah Eagle. See, there's still football. And you know what? All these guys that are in the spring league, they all went to minicamp. All right, so. 
See? It's out of ported. I'm just telling you. These are all guys trying to fight to get into the league. There you go. If you're that worried about it, mask up, get the shot, and get your butt to practice. Well, I'll tell you, it's little Luke is he is in for a real ride here. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Daddy so mad at me? Get to practice. <laughs> I just like it. Enough's enough already. That's are all? you saying? Are you saying that athletes don't want to? Be out there working. Well, obviously, in these uh, right now, not not in, in their words, these in COVID conditions, obviously not. I mean, does it bother you that the Eagles have named Kyrie Irving as their team president? <laughs> no need to go to work. <laughs> Okay, so the Spring League is an elite professional development league. All right. Kevin Gilbride, Hal Mummy, there's some of the coaches in here. So let's see, the league, learn more. Okay, I'd like to learn more. Because I don't know much about this thing at all. So I'm going to learn more here. At a time when the NFL has no developmental league, the Spring League is the closest to an apples-to-apples opportunity for players to get game reps. It's starting small, but that could be the smartest way to go. Mike Florio, NBC Sports. So you got the Sea Lions, the Jousters. Let's see. Who's in this thing? Player Spotlight. Let's see. Who's in this thing? I must have been lying under a rock because this is the first time I'm hearing about this spring league. Well, that's why I do the show. It's to inform people. Right? Clearly. The, bothers, the bothersome part is that it seems to inform you more than anybody. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. So you got the Alphas, the Aviators, the Conquerors, the Linemen, the Blues, the Jousters, the Generals, and the Sea Lions. All right, so let's see. If there's the Alphas, where's the Omegas? (laughs) Head coach Peter Voss is the head coach of the Alphas. And in an interview says he is uh, very much in favor of the Omegas. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Player spotlight. Uh, Who's on on these darn teams? I just want to see who the heck's on the team. Uh, Let's see. Latest headlines. Don't care about your latest headlines. These guys don't do a very good job of showcasing what the heck they have. Um, Well, they have an Instagram account. That's great. They're way ahead of the curve. All right. You, sir, are my hero. Well, they play six weeks, and there is a championship game in the seventh week. So... Tonight on Fox Sports 1, there's a doubleheader. The Aviators against the Alphas tonight, your favorite team. The, right. linemen, the linemen are playing the Conquerors. 
Tomorrow, it's going to be the Blues against the Sea Lions. Saturday, the Jousters against the Generals. That's on Fox. The other game's on Fox Sports 1. Right? Now, out of absolute respect for because they get it, no game on Mother's Day. Then they've got Saturday. They've, oh, they got a... Well, the Aviators and Lyman got shipped to Fox Sports 2. That's not good. <laughs> All right. Every single game they have is on TV. All of them. And almost all of them are Fox and Fox Sports 1. There's an occasional Fox Sports 2. And Fox has the championship game on Saturday, June 19th at 3 in the afternoon. Now, God forbid you can find a roster. <laughs> I can't find a roster of any team on this thing for the Spring League. Maybe I should text Kugler. He's got one of the games. Spring League will consist of eight teams. The 2021 season will see the North Division in Indianapolis. The games are at Lucas Oil Stadium. The South Division will be played at Rice Stadium in Houston. Players signed out to the Spring League to the NFL since 2017, 104. NFL teams that have attended the Spring League, 22. Median age of the players in the Spring League, 24. There's also a part here where you can become a sponsor. Marquee players. So here are the marquee players in the league. Johnny Manziel. Fred Jackson. Ahmad Bradshaw. uh, Anthony Dixon. Greg Hardy. Blake Jackson. Ben Tate. Zach Mettenberger. Paul Butler, David Grenage, Lorenzo Talaferro, and Lorenzo Malden. Those are the name players in the league. It's all on Fox tonight. I mean, while you're sitting there hoping D.D. Gregorius can get a bunt down. <laughs> There'll be football on tonight. And those names you just watched, that gives me even more incentive to uh, not See, watch. See, I knew it. <laughs> oh, come on. There's two games on Fox Sports 1 tonight. It's 7 to 10. It's a doubleheader. I mean, your team, the Alphas, is playing tonight. I'll watch the highlights the next day. Highlights? ESPN is not going to do this. If ESPN is carrying yeah, it, no. they, they, they're, they're going to show it. Come on. That's a Let's very be good point. Here. I mean, if ESPN doesn't carry it, they don't show it. I will say this. They are not very good at telling you. Like, they tell you who the coach is. They have no idea telling you who's, like, like on each team. Now, let's see if there are any Penn State players on these teams. Practice logs, sea lions, and generals. Don't care. But at least but at least it'll make you feel better. They practiced. Sure. Daddy, you and I have been out here for five hours. My hands are starting to bleed. (laughs) Uncle Steve. Yes, little Luke. (laughs) Why is Daddy so driven? I said, I don't know. (laughs) 
We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. The wind first pitch. A swing and a line drive. It is caught by the shortstop Arias. And John Meads has done it in Seattle. He has thrown a no-hitter as the Orioles take down the Mariners six to nothing. Otherwise known as our second choice is the play-by-play call of the day. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> and you wonder why Bullers came in to steady the news department. <laughs> That's right. I said desperate times call for desperate measures, didn't I? You did. You did. I'm looking at the rosters of this thing. There are a few New Havens, Assumptions, and IUPs in here. Well, there are a couple guys in here. I look at, like, William Likely from Maryland's in there. A.J. Hendy from Maryland. Yeah, I mean, there's a few guys in here. Niles Morgan from Notre Dame, one of your guys. Okay. Under the category of how the mighty have fallen, you're in the uh, TSL. Ryan Mallett, known to a couple of members of our sales team as Ryan Mallet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Mallett. Let's see. Chris James from Pitt in Wisconsin at running back. Ding, ding, ding. Who else? Devin Gray from Cincinnati. I'm just looking at just going, scrolling through. I saw Nick Fitzgerald, the quarterback from Mississippi State, on there. Let's see. Carol Phillips from Illinois. All right. Josh Banderas from Nebraska at linebacker. Let's see. Who else is on this thing? And the ball looks really neat. You should buy one for Luke. Let's see. Let's read the roster of this team. The Conquerors. They couldn't conquer a high school team. What the heck? If they were the conquistadors, then they'd have something. There was a team in the ABA, the San Diego Conquistadors. See, they got to yes. bring it back. Yes. And you know who their head coach was? No. Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, okay. They call themselves the Qs, the San Diego Conquistadors. <laughs> Let's see. This team here, the linemen. Boy, I'll tell you, they need more. A lot more linemen. I mean, there's certain guys in here, like, I probably know that you guys don't know, so. You know, like Elliot Taylor of Arizona, Ryan Willis of Virginia Tech, also played at Kansas. Uh, Like, Quadarius Smith from Akron. He played against Penn State. Uh, Frederick Bagoa of Washington. Okay. Played the Fiesta Bowl against Penn State. Oh, yeah. Adewale Adioa. who's a former teammate of Jordan Love at Utah State. He'll tell you how good Love is. He'll tell that Aaron Rodgers... I'm sure that'll change Aaron's mind. I'll take pro football for 800, Aaron. (laughs) 
Jordan Love, who's the new starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has to go, yeah, yeah, okay, great. Or nobody will get it, and then he'll have to say the name. He's already 0 for 1 when it comes to Packer questions. Not good. They got two special team guys from Wisconsin Stout. I didn't even know Wisconsin Stout had a team. Here's one from Redlands. What the heck? Redlands what? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. In Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q. It's 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fast new inventory in the business. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Makes all the difference in the world. It's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. There is one Penn Stater in the uh, Spring League. That's Stephen Gonzalez. He's with the Conquerors. They play tonight in the late game at 10 of Fox Sports 1. And Stephen Gonzalez, one of the really terrific guys out there. He's trying to get himself back into the NFL. He was actually at Penn State's Pro Day working out for teams. He's hoping that the Spring League's a way to show that he can get to an NFL camp. Matt desperately wants to talk about Jeopardy. And Matt desperately wants to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers' new career. He thinks this is the ticket. I mean, for him, maybe. I don't know. If, like, this, like I said yesterday, if it's, it comes down to me, it's Ken Jennings. But Aaron Rodgers how, was a good how, second. How would you like to host Jeopardy? I think it'd be an honor. It'd be fun. Also a little challenging, I think, but... I would welcome the challenge. What's challenging about it? Everything's scripted for you. Well, some it's of the... Like it's like you're sitting there and you don't know the answers. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, but you, you have to know the pronunciation sometimes of the a lot of hard pronunciations about the uh, whether you're reading the clue or you're actually giving the answer. There's one thing. So, in other words, like if you go over to Sunbury Motors Kia, right? And you refer to it as a sportage. Not right? Correct. Okay. Might lose some credibility there. Yeah. Well, that explains the chicken let me broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that really be the only thing for me, because I actually hosted a sports Jeopardy type like show in college. So other than that, like Writing down the writing down what questions are used like that I've I've done that before on the fly that's fine it just be a matter of getting back into that rhythm. Well, I used to host at Ag Progress Days an Ag game show. Did it for a couple summers. Way back in the eighties, no, back in the nineties, I did it. And I went out, um, and. You know, everything is. All you have to do is look over and say, okay, how you pronounce this? Yeah, great. Got it. Okay. So it's John Deere. Okay, thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
So Rod, so so, so Rogers now today is John Kuhn that weighed in on it, and John was with the Packers from 2007 to 2008. He said the hardest thing he ever heard in his life was the day they told him his career was done. And that must be hard. I mean, you think you're going along pretty well. You think you're, you know, and, and Q was a good player. He was a good NFL player. Great blocker, receiver, ran the ball a few times. Chippensburg product. Right. Goes out there, and all of a sudden he's told, Man, we think you're at the end. Think we're at the end? It has to be hard to hear. It really does. And he said that Rodgers, now he and Rodgers are big-time buddies. They play golf all the time. And he is not as pessimistic as Brett Favre was about him playing for the Packers. But, but as I said yesterday, you're Aaron Rodgers. You can't possibly be worried about Jordan Love. Who hasn't taken a snap in a game of any kind in 16, almost 17 months? I mean, last year, was it Tim Boyle? When Rodgers left the game, Boyle came in and finished. Love didn't even take a snap. Really? So you can't possibly be worried about that. I mean, really. I mean, I think Terry Bradshaw is spot on about that. Yeah, they brought in Mark Malone for a strong pick. Okay. Yeah, they brought in Cliff Stout. Now, the running joke about Stout was Stout got two, two Super Bowl rings and never once left the sideline. Stout didn't start really taking meaningful snaps, I mean, until he got to the USFL with the Birmingham Stallions. I don't know. I mean, I everybody has their own level of security. That's why I worry about little Luke. I mean, because I mean, Dad is just going to pick up that fumble. Matt, <laughs> he's 18 months. <laughs> Got to give it a little time. You were short on that chip shot. Oh. Lisa knows about your competitive streak, doesn't she? Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> sure, no it comes question. up often. It comes up often. It I'm does. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just got to get the little guy some different outfits. <laughs> you put him. You put him in that Yankee garb. You put him in that Eagles garb. I mean, it's like it just. Just screams an image I don't think you want. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get better, hopefully. Oh, why? Did you, you want some Red Sox stuff? <laughs> Might as well go with the 21st century winners. <laughs> no. On the deck, call the janitor. Oh God. No! 
good! No good! No good! Just concerned for it. It's 14. Look, the bottom line is, in the NFC East, you can finish in fourth place. Fourth place sounds good until you realize there are only four teams. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-G, that spells Falta! Well, the, uh, you picked those teams. I mean, did you pick those teams or is your father... Or your mother? No, I picked. Teams. My dad was not into sports growing up. I got him into sports, so I I created my own mess. What? Okay. Did you pick the Yankees because you're because of northeastern Pennsylvania? A uh, combination of that, and actually, it was really my family split down the middle between Mets Yankees for baseball. So I guess the Yankees fan with my family kind of stuck a little bit. Plus, I was a big fan of Mike Messina at the time, and I was a fan of Jeter and a couple other players, so I kind of stuck with them. If during that era Gary Sanchez were the catcher, <laughs> would you still be a Yankee fan? <laughs> that is a valid question. My guess is probably <laughs> yes. Just ask. <laughs> For a friend. But see, I became an Eagles fan first through my friends in school. And that's okay, how I first became a sports fan, is through watching football with my friends. So I became an Eagles fan. But then I was also playing T-ball in Little League at the time, so then I got into baseball, and I, I mentioned my favorite players, so that's how I got the Yankees. And then I got into hockey and basketball after that, and I was always I always watched the... Flyers and the, and the Sixers. I, I was a big fan of Allen Iverson with the Sixers, so it just kind of, okay, those just kind of stuck. I'm in Philly one time with uh, Dick Girardi, and we're driving. We, we'd gone out to eat. I'd say I was playing basketball down there. We'd gone out to eat, and we went by this parking garage. He says, he said, the rumor is that for the last eight years, Allen Iverson's car has been parked in that garage and hasn't moved. <laughs> I looked at I said, you got to be kidding me. He says, no, I'm not kidding. It. So we don't know if it's true or not. He said, but that's always been the rumor. Okay. The car, is in, the car is in that garage. If you want, I can point out the garage to you next time we're in Philly because, I mean, you'll probably stock it. <laughs> right? And just the if, if it's been there for eight years, it's probably going to be there eight more years. He's not showing up. If he hasn't shown up in eight years to pick it up, he's not showing up now to pick it up. Even if he wanted it back, he wouldn't get it. Philly Philly garage garages are just awful. Oh, just I'm I'm only speaking from experience. Okay, but the Chamber of Commerce just made a major buy with Sunbury Broadcasting, and now we have to give the money back. <laughs> I'm worried about you. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, today, Albert Pujols uh, released. It looks like he's just going to retire. It, it, nobody's going to owe him really any money because the he's, what is he getting? It was a 10-year, $240 million deal, but I think this year it's $29 million. He already has the $29 million. They have to, they have to pay. The Angels have to pay him. 
If anybody else picks them up, they can pick them up for the minimum at, a, at whatever the prorated rate happens to be. Um, 667 home runs, uh, which is phenomenal. I mean, so you know, some people are asking, is this the greatest first baseman ever? I mean, it's, you know, you know, I never, obviously, I never saw Gehrig play. You know, Gehrig's numbers are off the charts too. But between the Cardinals and the Angels, but 21 years in, 11 with the Cardinals and and 10 with the Angels. But here's this goes back to what I've talked about many times. And the last time I really brought this up was when Dustin Pedroia retired. And Pedroia hasn't played in any games in the you know what three games in one year in the last. Three years? He signed an eight-year contract. And I know the Phillies signed Harper for 13. Tatis was signed by the Padres for 14. Machado for 10. What was Mookie Betts' deal? A 10-year deal? Does that sound right? Yeah. 10, 10 12-year deal? Something like that. But how do you know you're going to get there? Now, for the Dodgers, maybe they feel you know they've got a championship, their first one since 1988, with bets in their lineup. So maybe to them, that's the payoff. It's paid off. But so they've got that. But Machado and Tatis, nothing yet. Harper, nothing yet. I mean, Pedroia signed an eight-year deal. Um, and the Red Sox won in 13, and he was a critical part of that. And he played only briefly in 18 when they won. And I don't know. It's these long term contracts. I realize that's the way to sign people. I mean, I realize that. Idealistically, I've said before, I wouldn't go beyond five for an everyday player. I wouldn't go beyond three for a pitcher. Because I just think those are that's realistic. Now, it should be pointed out that I'd be losing players left and right because I'd be, you know, the player wants the long-term security. I don't think Harper's not sitting there. You know, with now all the pressure on him. I mean, Harper's a guy that, like, Aches to be out there every day. Wants to take every at bat. Though I mean, he's, you know, he loves playing the game and feels an obligation to Philly fans to play. I got that. But the question is, will he be good all thirteen years? Will he be healthy all thirteen years? I mean, I mean, Pedroia never had injury problems until Machado spiked him at second base. And Harper's coming off a game where he got hit in the face. I mean, I saw Tony Canigliaro's career essentially get not completely ended, but on the path to ending when Jack Hamilton accidentally hit him in the face. And you don't know if that's going to happen. You just don't know. And look at all these, like, right now the Yankees are red hot. Why are the Yankees red hot? Aaron Judge has been fabulous lately. But the problem is Aaron Judge doesn't play full seasons. So you don't know if he's going to get up. He's got an oblique strain. Up two months. And that's the problem with these guaranteed contracts. I mean, Pujols is going to get every dime in this, all $240 million. 
for 10 years, but he said uh, Robinson Cano got a 10-year deal with the Mariners. I'm looking around like the Mariners gave him 10 years? And, of course, he's no longer with the Mariners. Washington football team announced today it's going to welcome back fans to FedEx Field at full capacity for 2021. Team had only 3,000 fans attend its home games in 2020. Now they're going to continue to deploy safety and public health measures at FedEx. Um, I don't know if that means temperature checks or whatever. State of Maryland currently permits outdoor venues to operate at 50% capacity. Um, Washington football team recently held events at FedEx Field, including the team's 2021 NFL Draft Night. Those events did adhere to COVID-19 protocols, including requiring all attendees to wear masks and socially distant. But they say that they are going to go out and they are going to have full attendance at FedEx Field. At least the door will be open for full attendance at FedEx Field. So that's the story there. Everybody seems to be going in that direction. Florida just had a, what, um, UFC, MMA, whatever it is. And that, that had, it was an indoor event. They had thousands sold out. It seems like that's that's the trend now. The Texas Rangers have already sold out a couple of games this year. Detroit Lions make changes to their scouting staff based on recent years. About time. Back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Well, I guess Tony LaRusa did not know about the runner at second base to start an inning in extra innings. Um, he's 76 now. In spring training, remember, in, in spring training, the games don't go extra innings. But he's been around baseball every day. He knows what they did last season. It was only 60 games, but he knows what they did. There are a lot of people right now upset that they're 16 and 13 to start the game. But that didn't help. But then again, Donovan McNabb didn't know that 10 minute overtime, that was it, it was a tie. Yes, we all remember that one. 
that wasn't meant to be critical. It was meant to say even a young player doesn't know sometimes what the rules are. Um, but that was, uh, I mean, he hasn't managed since 2011. He has not managed since 2011. So you were sitting there, it's like, okay, you ask yourself questions. I mean, is there any doubt that he's forgotten more baseball than all of us have ever seen? Of course. I don't know that. Tony LaRusso's knowledge is, and I've talked about that on the show. It's, it goes back to, uh, I remember when the Spikes won their first title. Ali Marmel, who's now the bench coach for the St. Louis Cardinals, was managing the Spikes. And they got to the deciding game against Tri-City, the Astros affiliate. And he wrote out four lineups on a napkin. He came up to me in a restaurant. He says, hey, look. He says, yeah. He says, what do you think? So you know I've been around all season together. He said, what do you think? And I, I look at the four. I go, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, that's your best offensive lineup. And he had two guys completely out of position. One guy was strictly a DH and a catcher. He had him at first base. And he had a guy that had been playing infield all year playing in left field. And I said, well, I said, I said, defensively, who knows? I said, but that's your best offensive lineup. He said, well, he says, Tony LaRusso always said when you get to the biggest game of the season, the deciding game, you put your best offense out there. Spikes, by the way, scored six runs in the first inning that night and cruised to an 11-2 win. So, yes. He has forgotten more than some people have remembered. Great to have you with us on the show today. Pat Fryermuth on the show tomorrow. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK.